0: Oh, Welcome back boys uh, It's been about a week since I've heard from you guys So uh, how are you guys doing?
1: Pretty good, how's it going over there in Peg? Oh god,
0: <laughs> it is horrible We just had a snowstorm the other day
1: Dude, it's you an- did not
0: solid. <laughs> Was it really? Yeah, like a solid two feet of snow in like what? two days. Have you
1: have you given him like a weather update for here right now? No, I don't want
2: to depress him any more than his <laughs> hard is being oh. in Winnipeg.
1: <laughs> I feel like I gotta say something though now. Oh God. Mm-hmm. do it. This has been like by a long shot, this has been the nicest day of the year. It's, my car said it was 22 degrees outside right now. It's been sunny all day. I worked most of the day in my t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the weather report. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Weather brought to you by the A e for no reason. Oh, there you
0: go. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Do we have any sponsors yet? No. But yet. A <laughs> we do have a
0: name. We do have a name. We do have we do a name. Why do you let, let them know what it is, oh, Tyler. Okay, I guess I'm uh, doing it. We're We're uh, <laughs> the Vancouver boys. Three of us are based, yeah, or, uh, are based out of Vancouver, so that's what we're going with. Two of us are based out of Vancouver.
2: One's <laughs> no. based out of the Pacific. Well,
0: I live there, right? <laughs> Sometimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Traveling... Yeah. Podcaster. Yeah. We, we
1: hope to be broadcasting in a studio together pretty soon. Yeah, there we
2: go. Yeah. So for now, we're uh, split up, but that's okay because we can still bring the podcast that's right. to, to the masses. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> so let's jump into it. Cool. Trade deadline, boys. Let's talk about it. What happened?
1: Uh, should we just start with the biggest trades and then work our way through less significant? And then end up with
2: the Vancouver Canucks at the very <laughs> end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. So the big one that I wanna I wanna talk about because I think it's it's quietly, you know, the second biggest fish that got that got picked up. That'd be Nick Foligno, in my opinion. Yeah, that's. I thought
0: you were gonna say Ben.
2: No, I'm not gonna say Ben Hutton. (laughs) No, I'm gonna start talking about that pretty soon. Yeah, most underrated
1: top two D man. When they have the mumps. No, 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 bottom two. I said most underrated bottom two. Unless
2: the team has the mumps, then
1: if the team get the mumps, then you put him on the top two, and then he's well, then he's not underrated anymore. You see exactly what he is when you put him in the top two.
0: Oh
1: God. So. Where does he fit into the Leafs lineup? We're off of Hutton now, by the way. We're back.
0: Hutton doesn't fit any lineup. <laughs> screw We we'll start with the big fish.
1: No, he just got—he basically just got free Leaf season tickets for the rest of the year. Oh, my God. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, Folino though—he he probably got a roster spot. So, where do you guys plug him into that lineup? Well, especially now with Matthews is out. Well, day to day, I don't see. But that well. mean that can mean a lot of things in hockey land. Day to day, sometimes it's day to day. Pedersen started his day to day. We're on week five with him not being able to play. It's a
0: good thing the Canucks haven't played in five weeks.
1: <laughs> three, <laughs> three weeks. Actually, we did have to go two weeks without him. And weirdly enough, that was when we went on our win streak. True. We had eight. We had like an eight-game win streak, and it started like the game before he got he he got injured. Yeah, and he came back, and we won seven straight without him. Trade I, him,
2: yeah. Trade him. Yeah, clearly, him. clearly,
1: clearly, he's, he's get him off the worthless. books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get him and his entry-level contract off the books. <laughs> <laughs> Just killing us cap-wise. That's the reason for our cap issues, right there.
0: All right, so yeah. back to Felino, I guess. Where uh, yeah. where do you see him, Jake? Where do you see him fitting in? I mean, he's got to be on the second line, right?
2: Right beside Tavares, he's going to fit in great on that line. I think he's going to be a good, good line mate for Tavares, experienced guy, playoff performer. Um, I think he's great on that line. Yeah, I I can see that working.
0: Who who else do they have on that line? Hyman.
2: Uh yeah, I know Hyman's on the first. It's uh, the first line's uh, Matthews, Marner, and Hyman. It shows on here,
0: I mean... Oh, right, they have Nylander this is, on that second line.
2: The, okay, the website I just pulled
1: up that shows their, their lineups. It's edited right now because um, Matthews is out of the lineup. So they have... The top line right now is Galchenyuk, Tavares,
2: and Marner. Galchenyuk's on the top line right now.
1: Can you yeah. believe that? Yeah. Hyman's on the second line <laughs> with Alexander Kerf, Kerfoot and Ilya Makayev. Yeah. That's their second line. So, uh, obviously... I, I wonder if they made some moves just to keep some chemistry between some of the players, like when they moved Tavares up, if they moved Galchenyuk up yeah. because of
2: that. Well, I think here, here's what I think. Here's what I think's going on with the Leafs, is they're comfortably in first in the and the, the North Division. Yeah. I really don't think they're going to be too worried about dropping back. So I think the last few games of the season here, give Matthews some time off. I don't think he's injured. I think it's a day-to-day thing to give him some rest. Similar to Spezza. Spezza was pulled out of the lineup. He was healthy scratch for no other reason than to give him rest. Yeah. Um, I think that the Leafs are really in coasting mode right now, which could be good because the players will get some rest. But at the same time, I mean, if you look at history, it says these teams that coast into the playoffs can get bounced in the first round. Perfect example: Tampa a few years ago. The, the Leafs. So I don't the know. Leafs
0: don't even need to coast into the first round to get get bounced. Just happens you know. every year. <laughs> well,
1: and all of Canada outside of southern Ontario just cannot
2: wait for <laughs> them to get bounced. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And I think I think Dubis kind of knows that, and I think that's partly why he acquired Foligno. Because think on top of everything, Felino's also like an energy guy. Yeah, right know? like if you watched him when he was in Columbus, um, he's like he's a he's a heart and soul guy, and I think like if he can really bond with that team and and uh, and be a, a player, they can all rally behind. Who knows Maybe he can be one of the reasons that they will actually get the team out of the first fucking round.
1: <laughs> yeah no, you're right. I, I, could, I can see it. There's, there's guys like that around the league that just they, they force you to compete they, they just bring that energy into the room. and I think you're right he is one of those guys yeah. I mean you, you have to have that when look at the they, Columbus in the last three years has had two upsets. Well no they've they upset Toronto and they upset Tampa both. There's clearly a mentality in that room as to why they're doing that, and I think you don't have to look much further than the captain. The guy mm. that sets the tone in the room is the guy that, that's coming out and making them perform that way, yeah. right? Maybe the Leafs are onto something there. Yeah. Because they don't they don't seem to have too many energy guys. They have high-end talent. Tavares, he's, he's, he's a good captain, but he's very... Um, He's quiet in mm. a sense, kind of like a Bo Horvat type of leadership. I get out of him. Just quiet, lead by example. They're not going to get into the locker room and scream and yell at you and tell you to be better. They lead by example. Yeah. But sometimes you need someone that's going to be able to come in and and yell at the guys and get them going, right? And, and that that might be their guy.
0: Well, just just think of all the leadership on that team. Like they got Joe Thornton. They got. Jason Spezza, Nick Foligno, John Tavares, like so many guys that have been captains in the league for so long. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm even thinking about guys like
2: Jake Muzzin. True. You know? Yeah. Even like Morgan Riley, he's been around long enough. Oh to right, I Riley! I think. I think
1: a lot of people were almost hoping he would be captain yeah. when when it was announced they were going to name one. Mm-hmm. It was everyone was kind of debating, um, sorry Matthews or, or Tavares. But that I saw a lot of people saying, Look, you guys are not giving Riley enough credit here. Mm-hmm. He's been the the mentor for this group for years. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're right. They've got a lot of leadership in that yeah. room. And and any seasoned NHL vet will tell you that's that's what wins games, yeah. is, is that much leadership. I think it was Burke that said every every Stanley Cup contender has to have more than one captain.
2: Yeah, right. yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> But we're all in unanimous agreement. They're not making it past the second round, right? No, no they're, they're not. not making it they past, past making the first. first. Yeah, they're, <laughs> right, no, right.
1: no, that's a that's a given. Okay, all right. <laughs> but, but hey, A for effort. They're trying, right? You got you to gotta try. Hey,
2: well, also, how could we forget? They added Dave Riddick. Big save Dave. Oh, of
1: course. Like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> So, what was your guys' thing with No Save Dave? Again, okay, this is funny. I don't know how this stated by me when we recorded the first podcast. But when I listened to it, I listened to that clip like three or four times. I was like, what are they, what are they talking about, No Save Dave? Is this like a thing just between you two that you have? I, I, or is this just a joke that the league has that I'm not in no, on? I no, don't,
0: I don't know if this is a, if this is a conversation I can share without getting shot oh but.
1: <laughs> okay wait, whoa, whoa, wait we're on episode two here are we getting
2: <laughs> shut down in episode two no nah, honestly Tyler, i don't think you have to worry about no save dave coming after yeah. you yeah even though he's a nuthead so, like
0: just completely insane we, we, i don't think you have to worry about we it. were playing three on three and uh there's this goalie his name was dave to his face he was uh, <laughs> okay
1: i'm seeing how the story's adding up here. to
0: his face he was big save dave but not to his face he was no save dave no save dave possibly so. the worst goalie i've ever played with <laughs> like really people would come in on breakaways and he would just instead of like trying to stop the puck it was just a straight charge right at him that, that was his best shot. <laughs> or if they're taking slap shots or any, it's closing the eyes and I'm throwing the glove somewhere.
1: Wow. Yeah, like. He would have made a good soccer goalie, sounds like, just pick a side and jump. If, dude. If, this guy's
0: absolute cartoon. If you were not scoring 30 goals a game, you were not going to win. I'm, I'm dead serious.
2: <laughs> You're better off yanking the tendy and playing with no goalie at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh Okay, because last time I,
1: I honestly thought you guys were knocking on Dave Riddick And I'm like, I get it, he might not be the best goalie ever But I was like, damn, no save Dave, that's a little harsh <laughs> But now, okay, I'm glad I know the backstory now now so I was like, man, maybe I've got this guy way overrated Maybe I think he's a good goalie and he's not Alright, no save Dave, if you're listening Leave us alone!
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, don't come after me, man. I don't know you. I'm sure you're great. <laughs>
0: yeah. If uh, if he's listening, we got bigger problems.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're not live streaming this, are we? We don't want to go lock the doors or anything. Yeah. <laughs> hear a knock on the door. <laughs>
2: Open the fucking <the> door. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, I also think. Throws a blocker through the window. <laughs> Okay,
1: so I think I missed something, too. So, Fr- Frederick Anderson, is he, like, injured, like, supposed to be for a long time? There, th- is there, like, a timeline on his injury that I don't know about? Because, like, going out, you're, you're, you guys are saying, that the Leafs are far enough ahead. They really don't need to press the panic button. Like, they're a lock for the playoffs. They're a lock to keep first in the north. It To me, if they're going out and acquiring, you know, somewhat well-known goalies, like a I wouldn't call him a big, big name, but a pretty good goalie in Canada. You know, why would you be doing that unless you're kind of worried that Anderson's going to be out for a while, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Unless I'm wrong. Honestly,
0: I thought they'd be looking to trade him.
2: Yeah. I mean, think about it. Jack Campbell's been playing better. Yeah. Frederick Anderson's injury prone. His contract's up at the end of the year. Um, Yeah, you wonder if he gets...
1: I wonder if the Leafs take him at the end of the year. Or, or if he signs somewhere else. Yeah, he's in his 30s too,
2: right? Like he, uh, Yeah, he's in that danger zone. Mm-hmm. Goal, goalies generally peak later in their careers than, than players do. But, even yeah, but, but they, they that, fall off steep yeah. is, is a trend I've noticed too.
0: Except for Ryan Miller.
2: Yeah, a guy just... <laughs> you,
0: well, hey, as a
1: backup, he, he's been doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Right, he he was the MVP when he was in Vancouver. He he played one year. He that was the year that Detroit was this year's Buffalo Sabers, and Ryan Miller was the reason that we did not come in below them. It was it was conical <laughs> the season he had. Yeah, no, I, I was surprised we didn't get rid of him at a trade deadline, honestly, because his value was sky high. Yeah, even on we, we I think we ended up being the twenty eighth team in the league. The reason we were not thirtieth
0: was because of him. Maybe we should have traded him, and then we would have got 30th. Yeah.
2: Wasn't that, that was the year that
0: they drafted Pedersen too, wasn't it?
2: No, it was the year before. Was it? Yeah, the year before.
1: Olden oh, Levy then. I know this. Oh, I know. And because, you know what makes me mad about that one? We were destined to finish 30th. It was going to happen. Everyone thought it was going to happen. That, that was the year that not a single Canadian team made the playoffs. Mm. Everyone remember that? Oh, yeah and so we went down our final three games of the season were three away games in california and that was like that was the march of death those were the three teams in the pacific that were clearly going to make the playoffs and the canadian teams were nowhere near them so we're thinking okay we lose these three games we're you know we're at least 29th which is the patrick line pick we won all three games we got six points out of those three games and if I think someone told me too once that the, that was the only time all season we strung three wins back to back, and then we drafted Ole Levy with the fifth. Pick.
0: Hell yeah! Because <laughs> like Matthew it, 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 Kachuk would have been a terrible idea. Yeah. I know. Well, you yeah, but we but again, if on. you go
1: back, because I've done the math, if we lose those three games, we would be tied with the Leafs for last, and then it goes to like. O- overtime wins or something but at the end of the season we would have been either tied with the leafs or one behind or one in front of the leafs we would have either gotten matthews or line A, but we swept the california teams and we got ole U levy that was short-term thinking right there hey. when ryan miller just decided nope nothing's getting by me <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i should have just played with six Man. six skaters
1: Anyway, without going back into one of the dark ages of of my fandom here, uh, other trades.
2: Yeah. Um, How about the big one that, uh, I I mean, I think everyone can admit the Taylor Hall trade was the biggest one, but I think quietly the Anthony Mantha one is one that has more impact. Oh, it does. How many pieces
0: move there? You love the trade? I love the trade as a Caps fan. For who? Caps fan. Oh, okay.
2: Manthana I think a lot of people say that like uh, whoever gets the best player in the trade generally wins the trade. Right. Right? And I think no one's gonna argue that Anthony Mantha's better than what was it, Jacob Varana? Yeah. A first, a second, and another piece, wasn't it? Uh, something
1: like yeah. that, yeah. But but a first and a second, like let's not gloss over that like that's nothing. That's like I mean I, I know too that the you can miss
2: though. You can miss on picks. It happens all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, so, every, everyone looks at the Bruins 2015, the yeah, best right? best draft class ever. They Whoa. somehow whiffed three in a row, or sorry, one of the best drafts. Yeah. The best one in recent memory.
0: Okay,
1: and, and they whiffed on three in a row in the first round. Mm-hmm. That's like, man, I'd be so embarrassed to be a Bruins fan <laughs>
2: if, if I were me. <laughs> it's a good thing none of us are Bruins fans. Yep. See, I like yeah. I like
0: the math to trade just because... It gives that team more depth scoring, whereas they have those playmakers on each line. Because you have Backstrom on the one line, you have, which actually you have Backstrom playing with Mantha, and then you have off playing with Ovechkin, and then you got your role players like Tom Wilson and TJ Oshie who are going to get you the puck.
1: Yeah, I bet Washington doesn't lose to Buffalo for the whole rest of the season because of that trade.
0: Quite possibly.
1: <laughs> I know that was a weird update, I
2: should probably mention that's because they are currently losing to the Buffalo Sabres as we speak, what oh, yeah, <laughs> was it 4-2? Yeah, but I mean, okay like looking at a team on paper, right, because I think a lot of times, you can look at a team on paper and they never do the way they should, but on paper, this Caps team is the same, if not better, than the team that won the Cup a few years ago Yeah, they were lethal. And I think you know, Obi hasn't he, like, he's just, he's immortal, the guy just does not drop off, okay. um, he he's having a bit of a dip this year, but I mean his impact in the game is still the same. Yeah. He's still dangerous. Russian machine high threat,
0: never breaks.
2: Never breaks. Um, their their defense stacked, goaltending pretty solid, uh, all four lines deep as hell. They've just got such a good team. And you know, it's going to be really interesting to watch them in the playoffs, and I think they're a team that will get impacted by the bubble situation. Um, because they have had, you know, virtually no travel all teams they play are within, you know, probably like a 50-mile radius. Yeah. So they, they don't have to travel very much, but if they're playing, you know, even like Edmonton, you know, I think it's just going to be a whole other world for them. Yeah. But that's assuming they allow the travel, but...
0: And it's it's an, anyway. it's an another team with a lot of leadership. Like, you bring in a guy like Chara, who's been in the league for yeah. 100 years, and then yeah. just, like, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, Carlson, Ovechkin, Backstrom... Guys that have all been there before, you know? No, exactly. yeah know exactly. i if you if you were trying to poke holes in that team, you'd say okay, look at their goaltending. Then they've got pretty much rookie goaltending. Yep. But you know, is rookie goaltending ever really been that much of an issue for a team in the playoffs? Bennington.
0: Yeah. Uh, right.
2: Even like when when Matt yeah Matt Murray. I mean, look at him now know, in his rookie. Yeah, Ben, look at him now. So <laughs> in, for a lot of people, you know, the rookie goaltending thing is not an issue. It's been, been a bit of benefit for a lot of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and back to the actual trade it's one that I really like for both teams too because Detroit is building for the future they get a first and a second out of it mm. uh, they, but it's a Washington first and second so. it, it's, a, it, it's more like a, a second and a third almost yeah. but e- either way th- those are pieces right they're pieces to your future and yes you can miss but you can also steal right yeah. the, I, I like the trade a lot for both teams Mm-hmm. I th- I still think that's a bit of an overpay to give up a first and a second. And th- didn't they give up like a sixth, too? Ver- Verana. They, they, I, I thought there were quite a few pieces. I thought it was like three picks and, and um,
2: uh, Verana. But... The trade was Richard Ponick, Jacob Verana, a 2021 first, and a 2022 second. Okay. So, like, right. for anyone, that's a that's a pretty big haul. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I still think, and like Tyler mentioned, too, it's worth it. Like, yeah. Anthony Mantha is good enough to make that deal worth it. so. Yeah, well, I get right. The Caps are
1: in win-now mode. They're not building for the future, I guess. When you think about it, they don't desperately need that first-round pick this year or, ne- or the second one next year. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be in a slow decline for a while, I'm sure, and it, pretty soon, as, as all great teams do eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, they're bo- both teams got what they needed out of that trade. Definitely. So I, I, I like it for both teams. Definitely. Uh, Taylor Hall and it's funny because that one kind of almost got overlooked because it happened one or two days before the
2: deadline (laughs) did it not Uh, it happened at midnight eastern the day before the deadline so I guess deadline day at midnight eastern it happened Okay, but it kind of
1: got overlooked because once everyone posted about it it then got bombarded with other trades happening so everyone kind of stopped focusing on it Um, gee uh, what, what to think of that one (laughs) <laughs> alright
0: alright. <laughs> so,
2: that was like a lob Like a slow pitch lob
0: Just, hear me really, out. just
2: putting it hear up me there out. for someone to fucking crank out of the yard Boston <laughs> If only we had someone with insight On the Taylor Hall trade
0: Boston plays Buffalo Like five or six more times this year And they yep. need these Titan games Buffalo. To get into the playoffs I guarantee now that Taylor Hall Is on Boston Buffalo sweeps Boston the rest of the way. <laughs> really? Yep. You know, it's it's funny you mention that because, like,
2: he might not even be, like, that way off base in saying that. Think about, like, Matt Duchesne. The second Matt Duchesne got yeah. traded out of Colorado, that team just picked it up like crazy. I mean, granted, there's no Nathan McKinnon on the Buffalo Sabers, Yeah. But, you know. And have, Jack
0: Eichel's hurt. Yeah, Yeah, for the rest of the year.
2: But, like, honestly, sometimes getting rid of a star player actually is a uh, benefiting thing to your team. Yeah. So, honestly, man, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo picked it up here for the back half of the year or the rest of of what's left. However, I don't think they're beating Boston. (laughs) Taylor Hall is a complementary piece to a unit that's already so dominant. I mean... I think it's so arrogant how they call it the perfection line. Like, give me a break. But they I have. I feel that, like Jack Edwards has to have named them that. Like, wh- where else would that name yeah, have come from? That's yeah, just ridiculous. But I think outside of that line, they still have so much depth. I mean, Craig Smith is, uh, you know, he's a he's a great second line option playing with Krejci, who's been a perennial second liner for that team. There um, you go. Uh, There's team. an
0: ex Nashville Predator for you.
2: <laughs> I, thought, I caught on to that one <laughs> I didn't think anyone was going to pick it up I didn't Because I was like There's no way anyone knows Craig Smith spent the first like 11 years of his of his career in Nashville <laughs> But yeah he did oh, And now It's funny like If you watch If you go on like SportsCent Or TSN Or even like I'm sure NBC in the States When they're talking about hockey they talk about Craig Smith, like he's this new player in the NHL. Like, oh, Boston just picked up this great guy. It's like, no, if you've been watching the Nashville Predators at all for years, you'd know that he has been a staple on their second line for, like, at least five years, if not longer. And it's just a joke how, like, Boston picking this guy up makes it like he just got born into the NHL. I'm a, I'm a Nashville Predators fan, by the way. <laughs>
0: figured that well, out. Yeah. Clearly, let's, let's Clearly players don't right get now. known out of Nashville. Yeah, no, I, I could
1: go... I mean, I, I'm happy for Nashville, though, really. I mean, they, they, they've they become, in, in the eyes of the NHL, they've become a solid market in the last, what, five, six years? They, they've become more... They've,
2: they've gained more traction for, from the media. From right? the media, yes, but they've always been a good market. Like... At the very beginning, no, because no team is no team except for Vegas is a sensation yes. right out of the gate, right? Like, it takes time for a team to get traction and yeah. to build. Especially in but, somewhere
1: that's not traditionally a hockey town at all.
2: Yeah. and like Or even a professional sports town, right? Like, Nashville yeah, had it's college the, town. They had the Tennessee Titans, and yeah. that was it. And now mm-hmm. they have the Predators. They also have an MLS team, which, you know, you can... Yeah, everyone <laughs> knows the <laughs> yeah. Nashville MLS. Uh, yeah, I think they're literally called the Nashville Soccer Club. Like, the, anyway... Oh, like, they, we're, they, were they named, like, the Indians at one point? And they just went, nope, football team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, the Nashville Indians. Not
2: Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you think of Nashville, the first thing you think of is Indians. <laughs> oh, god!
1: Cool. No, the first thing I think of when I think of Nashville is Keith Urban.
2: There you Drury go. First thing Australian talking. guy. Is <laughs> he yes, Australian? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? I never knew that. Yeah, dude, he's from Australia. Yeah. Is he really?
0: Yeah. I would think more like maybe like Blake Sheldon or something because he's got a bar there.
2: Yeah, or like, you know, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> yeah, no, she comes to mind. She's in there. Yeah, no, you think of an Australian guy yeah. who, who, granted, did move to Nashville. Yeah. And he's a country singer. That's right. Anyway, so yeah, welcome back to our country music podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. And that's laughs> Taylor the Swift. team is literally
0: the team is literally called Nashville SC.
2: Yeah, I knew it. Wow. I knew it. they literally don't have a name. Well, but, I mean say, same there's a Premier team too. Is it uh, is it Chelsea? Chelsea F. Yeah, but they're all called that. They're either called FC or United. Yeah. Like every soccer team yeah. is called that. I guess F- that's true. FC
0: Cincinnati
2: yeah, like it's yeah. real creative. Granted, there is a, a team called the New York Red Bull, which I always thought was kind of cool. But that's just because their sponsors literally Red but Bull. But that, but that's stupid to me though, because the the um,
0: no, but the, they're yeah. the Red Bulls with an S. Uh,
1: yeah, but that that's still weird. Like the Vancouver Whitecaps, like on the front of their jersey, the the first thing you notice isn't the Whitecaps logo is. Bell. Bell in giant block letters written across the front. Yeah. They're not called the Vancouver Bell. That's their sponsor. Yeah. That's and I think that's honestly why so many hockey fans are terrified when the NHL eventually starts letting ads onto the jerseys and onto the uniform. Yeah. Is things like that are going to happen, right? Over time.
0: logo right down the middle.
1: Yeah. Can't wait to go watch that the Los Angeles Ronald McDonald's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you got like the Cincinnati grimaces.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, man, the mascots are just coming right to my mind. It's like I can see them.
2: The yeah. Hamilton Hamburglers
1: <laughs> It should have been the L.A. Burger Kings. Yeah. That's what I should have said. Oh uh, god. man, missed oh, opportunity. Come on, man. <laughs> That's brutal. I, don't He's
2: know what right I was right there thinking. for you. <laughs> We're gonna have no save, Dave. Come pay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: I've never seen this guy, but I don't want to mess with him. Just <laughs> leave me out of whatever beef you guys have with, with big, great, save Dave. Best, best goal have ever That's heard of.
2: super-duper number one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, future Vesna the winner there.
0: If you're playing football, he he's the guy you want on your team, but not so <laughs> to much in- to, uh,
2: <laughs> to injure the quarterback on the other team. <laughs>
1: um, Oh, man. All right. Okay. That, that was fun. We went a little off the trade deadline there. Yeah. Speaking of Taylor Hall. <laughs> yeah, let's jump right into Keith Urban.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, did St. Louis do anything at the deadline? No. No? There was a lot of teams that, that stood past. And actually, I want to bring that up because last week, you guys, I don't know if you remember this, but you straight up asked me, you said what is Nashville doing at the deadline? That's right. And I owe you an apology because they were big time buyers. They went out and got Eric Goodbranson. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is he going with
1: this? It's like what major blockbuster yes. miss? And After
2: that yeah. Right, no, they got a solid number one defense from yeah, Eric Goodbranson. Exactly. Man. And you know, it's funny because they took him out of Ottawa, which is where Austin Watson went last year. And Austin Watson and Eric and Branson are the same player in different positions, right? Like, they're the guys you're putting on the ice yeah. to go punch someone in the face. <laughs> yeah. And so, I was like, okay, so you sent Austin Watson over to Ottawa, and then you brought back Eric and Branson. I don't get it, but they're getting bounced early anyway, so... But yeah. I think they were just trying to prove that they weren't selling their pieces. But yeah.
1: Yeah, that's I. I mean, what what I find funny about Goodbranson is, I mean, he was drafted by Florida, spent a few years there, yeah, didn't third work.
2: overall by
1: Florida. By I right. know, yeah, behind and
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, still a better pick than Ole Levy, in my opinion. But
0: <laughs> yeah, at least he's but, playing. It, I, I mean, r-
1: remains to be seen. But I mean, at least Branson is big. You know, maybe that's his only character <laughs> trait. but he has, it. dude.
2: So am I. Like, I'm not getting <laughs> big <like> third overall.
1: <laughs> but but that's the thing is, only Levy, from from what I can see at the professional level, doesn't have a thing. Like he, well, and, th- that's what I mean. Maybe Gobranson is only big, and that's all he has. But he has it, right? Levy
0: He doesn't have to be as good because he's a fifth overall pick. is third. <laughs>
1: right. Right, you can you give him some slack there. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> but but I don't get it though. He's small. He seems like he can't produce at the professional level. I thought he, he was tall.
2: I thought he was like six foot
1: three or something. No, I think well, I he's not six three. I think he's like six one. But okay. still, he's not like he's not like a big solid defenseman that you have back there. He's not like the next coming of Alex Edler, right? As far as Swedish defensemen go, or is he? Oh no, he's Finnish. He's Finnish. That's, yeah, my mistake. Um.
2: But uh, still, yeah, he's, he's
1: six foot two. So but, yeah. yeah, but he, he's not. But his frame isn't the same size as Edler. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's a skinny kid. Yeah, right. And, and yeah. Anyway, what I was going to say about Good Branson is he's big, but he also, and this is a little bit underrated with him, I think. He has a bit of a, a leadership quality to him. He definitely every team he's been on, other than Florida, because that that was the first team he was with. He was only with them for a few years. Um, he came to Vancouver. They slapped an A on his jersey. They sent him to Ottawa. They slapped an A on his jersey. Yeah, that that just seems to be
2: what. I think he had one in uh, Anaheim as well, uh, for at least a little bit. I, I thought, thought he was only about, maybe either. But way. I get your point. Like he, yeah, he is a leadership presence because um, I remember seeing a video uh, earlier this year. I think it was. What's that?
0: Because he's so big and everyone has to look up to him.
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> coming in with peak humor there. (laughs) good one man what is this a comedy show
1: (laughs) I mean I guess you can make jokes like that because you and Jake are both like 6'7 or something (laughs) stupid like that god like Like, like I'm 6'2 you know how often I'm the shortest guy in a friend group that's never happened before (laughs) ridiculous
2: yeah, dude, it'd be hilarious. If we did, like, a like a meet-up with anyone that listens to this podcast, they'd be like, nope, <laughs> just leave. <anyone." laughs> and get in the parking lot to see our
1: shadows and be like, oh, what the hell?
2: <laughs> yeah, and just for anyone listening, we I'm 6'5". G- uh, Tyler, I think you're, what, like 6'3"? Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, and Yeah. well, I'm 6'1 and about 200 pounds, so basically, usually I'm big, but next to them I look like a dwarf. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we used to be partners on defense, and they'd call us the Twin Towers.
2: Yeah, I would too. Holy, oh, be so much fun! We it's funny. We we when we played together, we'd go out there on like the power play, right? We'd yeah. score a goal, we'd come off to rest. get scored three on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Man, we that that's unbelievable. Okay, so also for anyone listening, I'm the only one here that hasn't actually played hockey at any level before. I I cannot I can't skate. I, I don't know how to do it. I can fu- If you go on my TikTok, I, I run a very successful <laughs> yeah, by TikTok. By the way, by the way, by yeah. the way. There's a, there's a video of me convincing myself I could skate, skating at the boards and jumping <laughs> into them to make a joke. And the first thing that hit the ground was my ass, and the next thing that hit it was the back of my skull. <laughs> so, so that's where my skating level's at. It's a great video if anyone wants to watch it. Like, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
1: <sighs> yeah, not, not fun. I, I had trouble walking for about two weeks after that. I'm not kidding. I put, <laughs> I put weight on my left leg, my whole lower back, it just felt bruised. It was
2: awful. Oh god. <laughs> See, that's why Tyler and I learned not to do that when we were like five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you were five, you probably had more skating
1: experience than I had when I did that, like, six months ago, (laughs) okay? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you had a coach tell you not to do that. I had my little sister on the other side of the board going, come on, jump, jump! Oh,
0: God. Speaking of the
2: trade (laughs) deadline,
1: man, we gotta... we need someone to reel us in, man. We need yeah. to have like Jess here with a clock or a stopwatch or something. Go, all right. That's enough bullshit.
2: Back to the. <laughs> yeah. Then to shut Marcus up. <laughs> yeah. I should good that too. Back, back to she the. Always knows right when I should do that.
1: <laughs> anyway, she, ugh, she's gonna listen to this after. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: I'll cut it out. <laughs> okay, save <thanks. laughs> your yeah, cut it out. Uh, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta
0: keep, you gotta keep that in. Yeah, I probably will now.
2: Yeah, great. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait to...
1: Uh, you know what? I'm just not going to dig the, the hole any deeper. Yeah, I'm just so. going to stop. I'm not going on tonight. <laughs> no. No, yeah. Can I crash here, buddy? <laughs> yeah. I'll sleep in the, the Wicked studio, which is under Jake's deck. It was a high-budget production
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> Sandwich okay.
2: myself between two of the chair cushions. Yeah. Oh, I guess uh, there was one more trade that I was really curious to hear you guys' opinion on. Because in my opinion, it was not a very good return on a player uh, that I thought was definitely worth more. Was it the Vancouver
0: Oh, never mind. (laughs) What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be the Gaudette trade. Oh, yeah,
1: well, speak, yeah. You know what? Let's just let's just save the second half hour of the show for that. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: Let's dive into Bennett. Let's dive into, into the Bennett. Jordy Ben trade. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, that was I. That was a better return than I thought we were going to
2: get. Oh, wow. Yeah. Madison Bowie yeah. picking up a guy who was on basically on waivers, but traded <laughs> for him. <laughs> so I think this the the Sam Bennett return was way lower than it could have been because ultimately Sam Bennett in a sixth for. Emile Heinemann and a second, I think the sixth and Heinemann kind of cancel out. So you're basically trading Sam Bennett for a second. I think he's got a way higher ceiling than that. I think he's a player who was in the wrong environment, similar to Kevin Fiala a few years ago. Kevin Fiala was not clicking in Nashville, gets traded to Minnesota, and now he's in the top line. I think Sam Bennett has a similar, uh, he has a similar potential there to to be traded to a team where he can get some top-line minutes, play with better players, and really bloom into an into a impactful player. I see where you're coming
1: from, but funny enough, that's exactly what I would bet Florida used. It's just before I make an idiot of myself, he went to Florida, right? Yes. Okay, was. I thought so. Um, that's probably exactly what Florida used to leverage against the Flames if they did ask for more, which right. I'm sure they did. All, all trades are in negotiation. Um, but I'm sure they, they used that and said, hey, look, he's not going to blossom into the player that you want him to be there. Right? Maybe his ceiling is higher, maybe, that's a question mark, right? So I, I, I say that that actually makes a fair bit of sense. They're basically saying to Calgary, look, he's worthless to you anyway because he's not going to become what you want him to be. We'll give you a second round draft pick, which is, I would say that the potential of a second, if you get a good second rounder, they should do probably what Sam Bennett has so far done in Calgary, right? Like when, when you think of second rounders, like when you draft a guy in the second round, I would say what Sam Bennett has turned into is kind of what you want out of a second rounder. That's just like a medium, you know, nothing over over the top, not a bust. Just kind. Of. Sam Bennett is the equivalent of an average second rounder, I think. Yeah. Or so far, what his production has been.
2: I not mean, his ceiling, but so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was drafted fourth overall.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest issue there is like, the Calgary Flames. I mean does this mark a bit of a rebuild for them? Because, like, you're right, whereas Sam Bennett trading for a second, I mean, okay, sure, that's comparable based on what he has done so far. Yeah. But you're also trading a 24-year-old NHL-caliber player for a second-round pick, which won't be an NHL player for a few years yet. So it's like, you know, the Calgary Flames are basically trading a roster player and getting nothing in return right now. So the way I look at it is like, okay, they don't have anyone to fill that spot. They are trying to get into the playoffs and just traded away one of their forwards. I mean, if they're not making some serious trades this offseason, they got to be looking at, at almost a complete rebuild. Because let's, let's face it, Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monaghan... Will never be better than Connor McDavid and Leon Drysail. No, and that's only one of their. But
1: but but what what team can you not say that
2: about? What team can you say has okay. a better duo
1: than Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl?
2: That That's that's true. But what I'm what I'm saying though is like if you look at the rest of the team, it completely cancels out, right? Like other teams you... have more depth. But yeah. in my opinion, the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers are almost completely comparable, and the only things that aren't are their top two players. Okay. That's just my opinion.
1: No, that that actually, that's, I think, very accurate. I, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I didn't think about it that way. But they, I, I think this is where, and it's funny, GMs, or, well, Canucks GMs, as far as I remember, love to use the term retool. They don't say rebuild because they're worried that if they say rebuild, everyone's going to cancel their season tickets. Yeah. They, I think what Calgary's going to have to do here is retool because You have Kachuk and Goudreau going forward unless Goudreau continues to fall off a cliff Goudreau's not going anywhere he's part of the core of that team Matthew Kachuk is going to be part of the core of that team so I wouldn't call it a rebuild when you're keeping your core few guys the same it's not a rebuild you're retooling what's around them right a rebuild is what the Canucks did really when they were saying goodbye to the Sedins and bringing in Pedersen and Besser and all these new young guys. That was a full rebuild. That was go, diving to the bottom of the standings and trying to bounce back up. Yeah, I don't think that's quite the stage that, that Calgary's at. Ask me in a year.
0: Do you think Calgary tries to ship out uh, Sean Monahan? Definitely.
2: You think so? I think so. Yeah, He's in, only, in, in he's this only 26. Season? I know. With a capital
0: at 6.5 million, so he's not... He's not like he's super expensive like yeah, maybe no, I think the he's the right a, team I
2: think he's a decent second line option I just think that you know he's a streaky player for one and two it's just it's never gonna work in Calgary like yeah. that tandem is just not gonna work in Calgary I think they need I think they need a rebuild and um, it's funny because I think a lot of managers build playoff teams Not a lot of general managers build Stanley Cup winning teams. Because from a financial perspective, yeah, it's great to go deep in the playoffs every year. But it's better to go to the playoffs every year for 20 years than to have a run once every 20, right? So I I don't know if they end up doing it, but if they want to win a cup, and if the fans want to see the team win a few rounds and go deeper, then they have been, you know, I think the, the deepest they've been is the second round. Since you know two thousand four, um, they have they have to do more in the off season. Move out Monahan. I think Markstrom was a big step for them in the last offseason because they needed they needed a consistent number one. They haven't had a consistent number one since Mika Kiprasov, right? Like they needed oh, yeah. a goalie, and so you know re, rebuilding the forwards, uh, you know supporting. The defense, even if they have to move out Giordano. Like, that's their best defenseman. Well,
1: Giordano, yeah, I mean, I think pretty soon he becomes a playoff rental for some other team. Exactly. Like, he, and, and the nice thing about playoff rentals, about selling them, is you can almost always get teams to overpay for it. Mm -hmm. They will just hand you prospect, like high caliber prospects and picks because they don't need those right now. Mm -hmm. They need to be good now, not in 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. So, I, I agree that that's, for all rebuilding teams, that's exactly what you should do.
0: Yeah. I would love to see Johnny Gaudreau playing on a line with Bo Horvat.
1: Oh, man, you read. Right. See, I wasn't going to say it, because I was like, if I pull that out of the blue, like, Jake is not going <laughs> to let me hear the end of well,
2: it. Well, I do have some opinions on that comment, but I'd love to hear you did, support it more. Whoa, did,
0: what do you you, mean? did you not see them playing in that All-Star game The together? All-Star
2: game, right? That's right. I knew it. Boys, the All-Star game is just... It's a scrimmage. It's
1: There's not, not NHL. Could read each Doesn't other's matter. Mic.
2: What they, they knew what they were doing out there.
0: Yeah, it's like they were the new Sedin sisters.
1: Yeah, they looked like it. They looked like but, it. I'm, I'm just gonna ignore that he said that, but they did. They looked like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna use every fiber of my being to just keep the podcast going and not cancel the whole thing right now. I, <laughs> I love, I love
0: the Sedin's. I love the Sedin's. <laughs>
1: I, I figured it was a joke, but just, yeah. man, I get real sensitive about those guys.
0: It was. No, I love them.
1: No, the, the, really, the only problem with Goudreau is, at least for the time being, I mean, they would want a massive return for him. Like, and, and we, we have nothing that we would be willing to part with right now in, in order to get him, right? Like, they, they would want, and, and put it this way, whether he's worth it or not, it doesn't matter what he's worth. That's what Calgary would accept. I think if I'm Calgary and I'm looking at roster players, I'm probably asking for a Brock Besser. That's probably the, a Brock Besser or a Bo Horvat. But, I mean, Horvat's been the captain for a year. He's untouchable trade-wise. Um, he, I, I think that that's what they would ask for, right? <laughs> and we're, just, we're not willing to part with anything at that caliber of player right now, especially for Goudreau, who's been, especially lately, he's been quite streaky.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough.
1: Yeah, uh, but I, I would love to see him and Horvat on a line together. Well,
2: he, here's here's something that you can um, you can hold on to for that dream. Okay. Okay. So at the end of this year, Johnny Goudreau will only have one year left on his contract. So next year is his last year. Okay. And what so what is that contract by the way? It's six seventy five. Six seventy five. Okay. Yeah. So let's say hypothetically next year's deadline. Canucks are in the in a playoff spot. Flames are not. I think there is a reality where they can move him. Where they bundle picks. Well uh, it, well at
0: ahead. the end of the at the end of the day it's like you're either gonna get something for him or he's not he's an under, unrestricted free agent. Mm-hmm. So it's either like we're not making the playoffs, if we know we're not gonna sign him, then
1: Well that, that's another factor, right? Is if, if they're not gonna re sign him but but that's only something that cal that the calorie management's gonna know, right? See, exactly. I think
2: I think their best play is to trade him this summer. To trade Goodreau Tra- this summer. Trade Goudreau this summer. Yeah. He's in his prime, right? He's on a good contract. Um and also the other thing which I think is really important right now because of the economy is players that are on good contracts are worth a lot more than a more talented player on a higher end contract or on a higher value contract, right? Yeah. Like, I think you can get more for Johnny Gaudreau than you could get for, like, Mitch Marner. Because Mitch Marner's contract is so big. So, I think, you know, Johnny Gaudreau could pull in multiple firsts. and But, again, he would have to be getting re-signed by the team yeah. that he would get traded to. So, I think the, the the best thing that you guys could hope for, if you have this dream of Gaudreau being traded to Vancouver and playing in Vancouver, is this summer, Benning pulls some strings. Move some money around. Um, Which he's been
1: so great at so far, by the well, way. Well,
0: here's, here's the thing, right? He still has picks. Because Ericsson, he doesn't trade away picks. Erickson for, uh, for Johnny Hockey. One no for brainer. One. I love it. There you go. Same candidate, You don't even have to move money around.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of people have said that they're thinking about buying out Erickson, right? They are. They, yeah, this so summer,
1: they're... that's been widely thought to be something they're going to yeah, do.
2: Yeah, so they buy out Erickson. Um, who comes off the books this year? Um... You guys, uh, Sutter's contract
1: is up at the end of the season. Same as Edler. Yeah, uh, I think Sutter gets re-signed, but I think to obviously a much cheaper contract. Uh, Sutter, it seems like Sutter likes it here. Most of the guys like him. He's not a bad player. He's just overpaid. Yeah. So I think if they sign him to like, you know, a a one mil or a nine fifty k contract for one or two years, I I don't complain about that. Uh, But either way, so that's still. Three million less than he's making right now, so that's three mil off the books. Jay Beagle is three mil off the books. Erickson, if they buy him out, I don't actually know how much it it hits our cap if we buy him out, but it's less than six mil.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Yeah. Pearson would have been. Edler, I think they'll. I also think they'll try to bring back, but at at a cheaper cap hit. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the those are the big ones I can think of so far.
2: I think I could see. If the if the if the Flames decide they're going into rebuild, I could see the Canucks moving like Jet Woo, a first, and maybe a roster player too, just to give them some
0: some yeah, depth and someone to put in the lineup. Isn't um, uh, isn't the expansion draft this summer as well? It is. It is. So yeah. We could potentially have Holtby off the books as well
1: potentially however i I hate to say it because this was my whole thing at the beginning of the season i thought that was a great signing because i'm like perfect it's automatic seattle's just going to take them now i'm a little worried that they're going to maybe grab one of our depth guys because we have some pretty good depth guys that we're going to have to expose uh we've got zach mccune he's going to be exposed um we have Sorry, I just looked at the list the other day, uh, and now Jimmy
0: VC going to be exposed.
2: Oh uh, no, not yeah. Jimmy VC! Oh, that sucks. Matt, all right, sell off all the talent. Yeah, the forget it. Um, Build around Jimmy fucking VC. No, I, but we. we by have, the way, just before we go on, if anyone listening doesn't know the history of Jimmy VC, <laughs> please do go look at how many teams he's screwed over in the past.
0: No, and it, then it's, uh, it's one. It's the Nashville Predators. It's
2: actually more than one, but one of them was the
0: Predators. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of like them. I was hoping we could get them on the podcast, but
1: not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're, we're we're doing really good with this. We kick out all the big market fan bases. Yeah. We get rid of any potential guests. <laughs> this is how you run a podcast, folks. Yeah. Call it the Vancouver Boys. Have one guy in Winnipeg. <laughs> we got this down to a science.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh god. Uh,
1: any any sponsors? Any brand names you want to piss off right now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, White Spot. Yeah. Hey, Lay's potato chips. <laughs> if you were thinking about it, forget about it. You know what I hate is Bauer. Just yeah. Anything. You know what? Anything Bauer. hockey related.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm more of a CCM guy. Anyways, it's fun.
2: All right, See, we want one sponsor. Yeah. One. You know what? It's the These only years. good hockey brand is Cooper. <laughs> Everything else sucks.
0: <laughs> what, about, what about like TPS or whatever it was?
2: TPS? Nah, man. Canadian Tire Brand Hockey Sticks all on one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what I love is Fanatics hockey jerseys. Oh. Just the, <laughs> the, 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 and just, you know, that as a, as a jersey collector, that pains me to even say out loud, I don't understand yeah. why Fanatics... Exists, Exists in, in the Jersey market, yeah. right? There, ha- I think this hat is fanatics. So I'm fine with that. I don't care. It's a hat. Mm-hmm. I why do I want my, you know, my $300 Brock Besser jersey to be
0: glittery on the back mm-hmm. on the number? Why not? I, I don't understand it. <laughs> It'd be like you took it to a strip club before the game. I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> people are confusing me with Brock Besser. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I
1: don't know, trim back the beard, get get some get some hair blonde. Yeah. Grow it like out. eight inches. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: great great hair that guy. Speaking of portraying the Man, we really
0: <laughs> This speaking, is barely a hockey of, podcast. Speaking of hair, how about that Adam Gaudette trade?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Great I like that.
0: Though, yeah. That's that was excellent. Well, you like that? You well, like
2: done. the trade?
1: Or? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, um, here's the thing about the trade. This is kind of, I, I've noticed a lot of Canucks fans actually have quite mixed opinions on it. At first, everyone like right off the bat said this is awful because we're trading a player that we know for a player who most people had to Google. That's usually a bad sign. Um, <laughs> But then I started realizing a few things. And that's one, I think there was some stuff going on with Gaudette in the locker room. Just, I, I think he had some problems. A- and I, I wouldn't usually say that because in interviews he always kind of seemed happy. I never heard any guys talk bad about him. But a few things, people said it was because of the COVID thing. I really don't think no. it has they, anything to do with there's that. There's no way that's no, what it was about. Um, but what I did notice and a few people noticed was within an hour of him being traded... Both Bo Horvat and Elias Patterson had unfollowed him on Instagram. Now, now you can all roll your eyes, but if it, within length and t- just to to give you some context, both of those guys still follow Troy Stetcher. They follow Tyler Toffoli, they,
0: and they've been gone for months. Well, Stetcher's, Stetcher's a boy, man. I was I was <laughs> choked when, when Stetcher yeah, got Yeah, I Traylor. was
2: upset about that too. Yeah, they could have they could have
0: easily brought him back. I know. What, what am uh, I supposed I, to do with my Stetcher jersey now? wait till he comes back
1: <laughs> wait do you actually have a statue jersey yeah oh yeah wow. that, that's pretty he's got a nice signature I'll say that about him I've, I've seen him sign stuff before it's a nice signature um, uh, moving on uh, but but it, when when your team captain and your best player both basically cut ties with you online like the second you're traded I think that's got to say there, there, there had to have been something going on. Because yeah. you gotta think, they, they had to make time out of their day to actually pull up their phone, pull up his profile, and unfollow him. Right? Yeah. Um, as petty as that might sound, I think there has to be something there. But I think the bigger reason that he got traded, um, and, and for what he did, is that he is a player that was good at things, but he didn't have that one thing that you need. Right? He, he was skilled, he had a decent shot, he, he could uh, produce okay, but not quite well enough to be a, a solid second liner. He also wasn't big or gritty enough to be a third liner. He was kind of this guy that had this weird skill set that didn't quite fit anywhere in our lineup, and I think that had a lot to do with us getting rid of him. I also think on the return, we got maybe someone who's less offensive, but we, we got... A solid third or fourth line but he has a thing it's not the fun thing that everyone likes it's not offense it's not a dazzling shot it's not great hands but you don't get to build a good team without any grit or depth on your third or fourth line and I think that was the problem was just Gaudet didn't have the skill set that he needed to be a second liner or a third liner so we had to get someone who maybe a fourth liner isn't as exciting or entertaining but they have a job, and this guy's proven to be able to do it. Uh, he's got great numbers, um, plus-minus-wise. He doesn't get scored on a lot when he's on the ice. And I know as a forward, that's not really the biggest, most important stat. Uh, but still, I, I think that those are the biggest factors into why he got traded when he did. And for the return that we got.
0: Fair enough. I, I could almost see this guy being like maybe like another Tyler Mott-type player.
1: Yeah, You know what, Mott, that's one of the guys I forgot to mention when we were talking about the the Seattle expansion, who mm -hmm. who they could pick up, would would be a a Tyler Mott. Sorry, didn't mean to That would
0: No, that would hurt losing Mott. Mm A huge part of that that team.
1: I'm not
2: sure why McEwen came into my head before Mott, but he did. You know, Um, Mott's a funny player on the Canucks. I always remember how the Canucks acquired him, because I thought it was such a... Like, they got him for free, basically. Do you, do, you, do you know how they got him? I do, and I love that you're bringing this up, and I'll tell you why after. Okay, it, yeah. T- tell your so, so the way that the Canucks ended up getting Mott was they signed Thomas Vanek at, like, the end of the summer. It, Thomas Vanek was a decently touted free agent uh, on, the, on the market, and no one picked him up. And so the Canucks came in right at the end of summer, signed him for a, you know, of low value. It was, uh, it was it was under 2 million. Yeah, it wasn't that much at all. And so they picked him up and he had a decent season. He played with the Scenes yeah. almost the whole season. Yeah, he, he was had, great on their line. Yeah, mind. he had a decent season. Um and then uh, at the trade deadline, the Canucks, you know, weren't going to make the playoffs or maybe it was the year they made the playoffs and got beaten in the first round by the Flames or whatever it was. No, they we, weren't we didn't make it. it okay, yeah. So we it wasn't it wasn't a great season. Those Brock Besser's rookie season. Yeah. And and so the Canucks flipped him at the deadline for Mott and Mott's been a staple ever since in, in the in the Canucks lineup. So, well, I shouldn't say staple, but he's he's been a, a solid player for them. Well, that's
1: what I think a lot of people are excited with uh, or not excited about. But but are forgetting almost with uh with Highmore, is that uh, who by the way is the guy that we got in return for Adam Gaudet. Um, people were upset about the Vanek trade too I remember after it happened a lot of people saying man we would have been better off to just do nothing at the deadline because they thought that at the time Mott was going to be a nothing player they thought he'd maybe be in and out of the fourth line in and out of Utica maybe uh, and and he turned into what he is and I think the Canucks just felt like um, uh, Adam Gaudet was not going to develop into uh, into something they needed and so they flipped him for someone who they hope will develop into something they need Right, they uh, they hope. I mean, I think they just knew that Goddett wouldn't do it here. He might do it in Chicago. It might come back to bite us. But at the end of the day, if he wasn't going to do it here, there was no point in keeping him. When we could have something that could work for us.
0: Right. Yeah. Another thing with Goddett too is he's uh, he's in a restricted free agent at the end of the year. So. Uh, yes, he is. He, he would have been getting a pay raise, maybe not a big yeah. one. But it still would have been stuffed towards the books, whereas this guy's on like a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar contract for another year.
1: Yeah, and I think just about everyone knows the situation the Canucks are in in the summer. So exactly. we we don't we don't want to be giving raises to anyone that doesn't need them. We have exactly two players that are getting raises this
2: summer. No room for anyone else. So they're they're both expiring this summer. Patterson and Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: Because Hughes Hughes played those nine games.
2: Oh, right. Uh, See, I thought Hughes came in the next year. Well, yeah,
1: no, he he played the tail end of one season. And I really just, I I don't see how Benning didn't see that coming, right? That was two years ago. I don't see how he didn't go, hey, interesting, Pedersen's deal expires them. We're not making the playoffs this year. It's not like we desperately need Hughes in the lineup. Why don't we hold off for nine games and then we sign them in separate seasons? That gives us a whole extra year to figure out our cap problems. Yeah.
0: I think, I think what happened was Pedersen was hurt and they, he kind of just wanted another player to showcase.
1: That's possible. I think, um, Pedersen, yeah, he had a couple injuries in his rookie year he was out like for, he never missed much. I think he has, at, at the longest he missed like four or five games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, that does ring a bell. That might've been part of what happened, but that's also partly the ownership, right? They want, they, they've, proven time and time again they care about nothing but profits yeah and if they felt like petterson out of the lineup was going to hurt our profits they pull hughes in they don't care what that does to us down the road but it puts butts in seats now or, or then
0: yeah uh, exactly. speaking of
1: speaking of uh, Benning and ownership and decisions does it does anyone know about the the gofundme page for the plane to have the banner on it never heard of it so this started last night this Uh, went viral. Uh, A GoFundMe page got started to raise $1,600 because apparently that's how much it cost to get a plane to fly a banner around in circles for a while. It was going to fly a banner that said hashtag Fire Benning and it was going to fly around downtown Vancouver. (laughs) So they they wanted to raise $1,600. Oh, that was a stupid goal because they raised over $2,500. So, I'm not kidding you. Uh, they then announced that all the excess money was going to get donated to Canucks Children's Hospital. That's good. Um, but, yeah, this is a real thing. And it actually got a lot of backlash. A lot of people were upset and just saying that's just going way too far. Yeah. And I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I think it's a lot. And what's funny is it, it sounds like this got posted almost as a joke, and then it just picked up a lot but of yeah, traction. Yeah, But now what's funny is because of GoFundMe page, like, rules and restrictions and stuff. hmm people have donated money to this cause. So legally, they actually can't even pull out anymore. They can't say, oh, never mind, we're just going to donate everything to the hospital, this was funny, whatever. People have actually paid for a thing to happen. And now they're legally required to make it happen. They could probably refund the money. Well, that's their other option.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of work,
1: Um, though. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. yeah I, th- I bet there's a lot of people that I don't want my like, 20 bucks. I want a banner in the <laughs> sky that says I want Jim Benning
2: fired. <laughs> I care exactly $20 <laughs> when he gets fired.
1: Man, nah. I mean, Benning, it's funny. I- I'm still, I have not jumped on the fire Benning wagon yet. I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll get there.
2: Uh, but I think this summer is really going to tell you what you need to know about him. Yeah. Because this summer will be the most important summer for the Canucks' future in a long time.
1: Well, he, he had one of the biggest mic drops I've ever heard uh, him have, which is not a lot, in, in a press conference just uh, maybe last week where they, or j- just after our, we filmed uh, episode one of the podcast, Yeah. basically, I think it was like Ian McIntyre, just some, some Canuck r- reporter asked him, like, so... This summer, like man, you must have some pretty big plans because uh, you got a lot of work to do to clear all the cap for Pedersen and Hughes. And he d- very calmly said, "I don't see any cap problems with us this summer." And ever that that qu- quote went viral because everyone was going, um, are, "Excuse are, are, me, are we <laughs> like this? Isn't a matter of objective here? We're, <laughs> we're looking at a piece of paper that shows how much money we have, yeah, and it's a very small amount."
0: Mm-hmm. And these I, are I sure two players that are. Compliant.
1: Yeah, like, you, it made a lot of people. So basically, this means one of two things. He's brain dead, or, or he has some plan that, that I cannot even begin to comprehend. Well,
2: I don't think he's brain dead. <laughs> I was going to he go looks with at a team a, that has it.
1: like $2 million in projected cap, then signs Pearson, then goes, We don't have any cap issues. While we have to spend at least fifteen mil between Pedersen and Hughes, even on short-term deals, so clear fifteen, yeah. Think about it; that would be seven point five each. Yeah. On a th- even on a three-year deal, I wouldn't be taking less than that if I was
0: yeah. either of those players.
2: Do you think they're going to get bridge deals or full contracts? Oh, it's going to be short-term. You think so? Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Look at Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, my God.
2: What? A,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe maybe that's what Benning's decided. He's just going to go, oh, look at that, look at that. That's that's what I'm going to do. He doesn't know how they did it. <laughs> but.
0: He's going to be like, all right, do you guys want to be as good as Nathan McKinnon? Have to, <laughs> <laughs> you have to take Here's, 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 why here's why what you're going to do. do. Here's what you're <laughs> going <do. Yeah. laughs> to do. They told me everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Oh, I'm sure him and Joe Sackick have just been texting all, all week. Yeah,
0: was, man. <laughs> I Honestly, believe, like, just pay him a couple million and then just slip him like 10 million under the table. Yeah,
1: you know, I really that, like, wonder what, what the NHL, like, what regulations and what rules there are they have to prevent that. Because you'd think that that's like kind of, I've thought about that before. Like, how do they know that that doesn't happen?
0: Well, mm. the, this, this man made a strange eight million dollar deposit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: going through the River Rock Casino. <laughs> yeah, bet it all in black. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, that big
1: money laundering problem BC has, <laughs> just all through Benning and <laughs> Louis Erickson. <laughs> Louis, Louis
2: Erickson. <laughs> yeah, he actually makes 12 million. <laughs> <laughs> 6 million of it's locked up in China in <laughs> Huawei cell phones. <laughs> oh my god. Oh.
1: That'd be hilarious. There's just dirty money going on with Louis yeah,
2: Erickson. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's got
0: Chinese women going back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get Louis Erickson on the podcast.
1: Uh, I'm sure you'd yeah, like to come
0: in
2: well, hey, this. Hey,
0: rumor has it he's going to be out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking as, for work. As an anonymous source. Yeah. To it's talk important. about money laundering
1: it would be pretty cool to make a cool crisp thirty six thousand dollars, then retire at like thirty
0: four years old. Th- thirty six thousand or thirty six million. million? Did I say thousand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry, I meant to say. More. Yeah. I think he's worth thirty six
2: thousand a year, <laughs> <laughs> just slightly above the poverty line.
0: <laughs> you hey, that you hurts, said, "Hey, you what said I'm what you here. wanted to say."
2: Alright, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys again next week. Thanks for hanging out. See you
0: later. I gotta take a piss. Peace. Bye, Donnie. Love you.